2: Welcome to it, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Tuesday here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. We are not quite Manning casting it, but you've got uh, live action going on, Gretna and Omaha Central, as uh, boys action today here at PBA. We'll have the call tonight locally on KFOR, Pius the Tenth, uh, as they take on Bellevue West. Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark, back at our ESPN studios and. All of Gretna is in front of me. Uh, I swear to you. The student section to my left and Omaha Central behind me. And right now, Gretna leading Central 38-33. Of course, Gretna outlasting in overtime. Uh, Lincoln Southwest. Busy show today. We'll dive into some basketball. Uh, there is no such thing as the offseason in the NFL. Uh, plenty to get into with Denver and getting Russell Wilson... And, of course, the big payday and announcement for uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jacob Padilla to my right, feverishly working, covering basketball, all things for Hale Varsity. The biggest Packer fan I know uh, is he's not wearing a, a Rodgers jersey, but uh, give us time, right? So uh, numbers to get in, 466-3776, 825 5865 Connor Clark will have the call tonight at 7:45 for Parkview Christian. We uh, love to refer to them as the Fighting Garth Glissmans, our dear friend Garth, of course, a one-time coach there before he went off to the NBA. So uh, some spring football thoughts to get into. Mitch Sherman will join us on site. We had a chance to catch up with Mitch and talk some spring ball before or well, kind of during this Gretna game, so we'll talk to Mitch Andy Markowski will join us in Hour 2. Coach Jeff Smith will uh, make his way down from the uh, the popcorn line, bless his heart, and we'll talk some ball with him. And then uh, Brian Spichka, head coach of Pius Tenth, will be with us in Hour 2 ahead of the West Side and Bolt Showdown. You can email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com, and be sure to uh, find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore Radio for Chris Schmidt or for Connor Clark, C underscore Clark underscore 27. So, the news of the day in the NFL and listen, we're more a Nebraska-based and centered show. Totally get it, but you you get the payday from Rodgers and the message out that, yep, I'm staying. Love you, Green Bay. There was never a doubt. You have Packer fans rejoicing. uh, 38 years young for Aaron Rodgers, of course, and and he stays. That's that's huge because clearly option B, plan B uh, for Green Bay as they've knocked on the door how many times consecutively here in the NFC Championship game is to go get another ring. Well, I almost feel that, all right, the drama's gone finally. Well, never no such thing that the drama's gone with Aaron Rodgers, but uh, at least you you know what's going to happen for 2022 for you uh, being Green Bay in the NFC. Well, almost uh, as as an upstage is is this Russell Wilson news? It, it's incredible uh, that that Russ I know wanted out was probably not welcome in the offensive line side of the locker room at least going into this season. Things seemed uh, to calm down. It was a drama-free year for Seattle, but they uh, they didn't do their job. They didn't get into the postseason, and Russ Wilson now goes from a guy that was in the toughest division in the NFC to now the toughest division in the AFC, and what a a quarterback spotlight there is, right? Y- y- you have Herbert, who's up and coming. You have Mahomes, the king. Uh, Oakland, uh, check that Vegas, went to the playoffs last year, as big of a nightmare as they were. And and now you have that missing piece for Denver. Nine years, one championship, uh, could have had another, had a slant route not been thrown, and you hand it off to Beast Mode. But here's what I, th- I think of Russell Wilson. I think he's an incredible quarterback. I think he's a champion. I think he is kind of diva-ish, if I'm just going to be honest with you. I think he's got an incredible public persona to go with his talent. I think he is all sorts of diva, uh, but puts on a great act. And quite frankly, uh, I think a lot of his locker room issues, not that it's public or, or deep, I think he rubbed the Richard Shermans, the Legion of Booms the wrong way because Seattle paid Russ and not to keep that defense there. And when push came to shove, Uh, They dropped off. They still went to the playoffs. They didn't last year. But you go to the one place that that has this down to a T, and that is Denver. It's okay to go all in and win now. You've seen the Rams do it three of the last four years, and they got the championship this year. Go all in. You've got a defense that's really good still. Denver's always had a pretty good defense. Uh, And are they giving up too much for Russ Wilson? I don't know. Two first-rounders, two second-rounders. Noah Fant. Uh, That hurts uh, the folks in in Omaha. Uh, A fifth-rounder, Drew Locke, which you've been waiting on, and then defensive lineman Shelby Harris. That's three players and uh, five draft picks. Five draft picks for Russ. Russ needs to stay healthy. Uh, Locke wasn't exactly kept clean by Denver, but Denver's... Always tried to at least have a run game, right? Uh, Seattle has struggled with that. Uh, Clearly, it's rebuild time. And if I'm guys in Seattle uh, like Adams, uh, like Metcalf, like Pete Carroll, I might be looking to exit, too. Connor, your thoughts here. The day was supposed to be about Aaron Rodgers. It turned into being about Russell Wilson. I think he can get it done. Denver's obviously been a quarterback away. Does he get a second ring there? I don't know because of how stacked the AFC is, but it's a hell of a lot better opportunity than what Denver was looking at. My dear friend, Jeff the Pharmacist, longtime Denver season ticket holder. I go to Denver games with him. He is no doubt rejoicing and ordering the home and away jerseys of Russell Wilson.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a huge acquisition for this Denver Bronco team. And yeah, they did give up a lot. And I didn't really have a chance to look through all the details I know there were a handful of draft picks. Andrew Locke incorporated. Two
2: first-rounders, bud, two second-rounders, and a fifth round.
3: That's right, and then Noah Fant, which I did not know that he was in that trade, so that's a big piece. That's a first-round pick. Yeah, that's getting, <laughs> that's getting shipped off to Seattle, but as you mentioned, the Broncos have been a team that's been described as being a quarterback oh away, and now they have that quarterback, can they capitalize? I don't know I'm glad this news is overshadowing the Aaron Rodgers news as a Bears fan because it's a sad day for Chicago and let me be honest here
2: we'll hear from Fred Hoiberg uh, in a bit as uh, Nebraska gearing up for the roadie to Indy and uh, the Big Ten Tournament we'll see if Nebraska can keep their uh, their magic going Andy Markowski with us in little less than an hour. Uh, we'll have some thoughts from Coach Chenander. So that's the NFL news today. Uh, let's dive into some Nebraska football. It's going to be exciting tomorrow because you'll get to hear from Coach Whipple and Coach Frost. Uh, right now at the 7-minute mark in the fourth quarter, you have Gretna over Central 40-35. to 35. Uh, So Gretna here trying to survive in advance. Tis the season to do so. Central, a really talented ball club, and Coach Behrens has done uh, amazing work with the Eagles, uh, multiple championships, four in a row, not that long ago. But Gretna right now doing all things right to the rim again for uh, for two more. So the lead now, it's largest for Gretna, up seven here on Central, is Hale Varsity on the road at PBA. And uh, coming up, We'll check in with, uh, with Mitch Sherman. So a lot to get into with Nebraska. We spent a lot of time with the defense. That was Coach Chenander, and uh, he spoke yesterday, Frost in the offense tomorrow. And when I think about, you know, what, what are some certainties with the offensive line when we talk positions, and quarterback is something you feel pretty good about just because of the fact you have uh, you, have, you have options at quarterback. You have options at running back. Offensive line will work itself out. But I think you got an old pro at, uh, at quarterback right now, uh, at, at quarterback's coach, excuse me, uh, right now for Nebraska in, in Whipple. So those are some things that you're going to wait and see. All right, what's the temperature like? What's the, uh, the feel right now through a week? And you're already a third of the way through when you get done with uh, that scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, When it comes to success and and the offense, uh, uh, Connor, I I think you need to see that point total jump from around 30 to mid-30s. You you score 30 or more in the Big Ten, it's not like you're gonna be able to breathe easy, but usually you win. And and the Big Ten, it it can still jump into that 24-17 slugfest. More times than not. Really good defenses, wonderful coaching in the Big Ten. But in all honesty, if your offense is able to consistently say you have a bad day uh, in some horrible weather, if you can still be like Michigan good and put up 35, uh, you're going to win most of your Big Ten games. You'll have your occasional shootout. But 35 is the number. Nebraska's offense needs to jump uh, either by a field goal or – a touchdown and that'll that'll be helped out by better field position and a better run game and quite frankly just not trailing uh, ball control game control right so that is my success but from a yarded standpoint i've laid out a point total which is easier said than done Gretton, a great take to the rim with contact to hang and a hit no whistle there but your run game and that offensive balance Connor, do you worry about the offense getting too one-dimensional, too pass-happy? I don't think so. We've touched on it before, but the thing you know you're going to get with Whipple is a rotation at running back and an understanding of what November weather brings when it comes to what an offense has to be able
3: to do. Well, yeah, and you mentioned if the offense of the Big Ten is putting up 35 points a game, odds are you're probably going to win most of your games. And as you mentioned, if, when you get into the late months of the season, November, and then even into December as a bowl team or you get into the Big Ten Championship, you know, those games are gonna get cold. The weather's gonna be sloppy, it's gonna be rainy, it's gonna be snowy. The football is going to be hard to hold on to. And if you can still effectively score the ball, it's gonna be really hard for other teams to stop you. I mean, we saw that in Michigan and Ohio State this past season. The weather was not great up in Michigan and the Wolverines were able to put 40-plus on the Buckeyes and you know how that ended up, a multiple score win and an eventual college football playoff berth after the Big Ten championship. So if you can score points consistently in the mid-30s and you can continue to do so in that bad weather that you mentioned, that's really, really hard to stop, especially in the Big Ten conference because, as you mentioned before, Chris, lots of slugfests between these can, teams.
2: Can you do it? Is that too big a ask? Is that too... <sighs> too generous. It should I'm not been. saying I'm not saying you expected, but say you're off say you're off day. You I mean, look at Ohio State, right? I mean they, they had a trouble they had trouble with Nebraska's defense last year, right? They got held to a lot of threes versus the touchdowns. Still a 10-point win. But honestly, I mean even an off Saturday for you has to turn into still 27 points, don't you think? Well, still yeah. around that 30 that 30 point number the difference being is you, you make it you make a field goal or you get it into the red zone and don't settle for three that's what's separating you that's what's separating this team and all of these one score losses through coach Frost's tenure it's, it's a little bit better defense right but ultimately it's better starting field position and better offense and, and making your your kicks or getting that third down conversion and and a power run game in a run game that you're going to be confident in will do a lot of things you can still work in your quarterback run you can still work in uh just that that option uh with the quarterback but it'd be real nice to just line up behind your your center and guards and just get downhill man and nebraska has not been able to do that As much as they've wanted, they've relied on the quarterback to be the the X-factor and difference maker. That's something that uh, Casey Thompson uh, had the luxury of at Texas. He had good weapons, but he was was big time, man. He had great leadership, and he had a good run game in the Big 12. Uh, He'll no doubt stress that to the rest of his teammates as this spring uh, moves forward, and they get kind of settled in with who they work out and feel comfortable with on the O-line.
3: Well, and if you look at Nebraska's numbers, and we've talked about this team being so good in between the 20s, especially in offense, you look at the amount of yards that they put up a game, and you say, okay, that's a team that's probably scoring 30-plus points a game. And then you look at the actual points-per-game stats, and that's just a totally different story. And we've beaten this drum to death, really, over the offseason. It's all about the execution in the red zone. We've seen you get up and down the field. Can you finish... Inside of the 20-yard line, can you punch it in? Because, as you just mentioned, Chris, threes aren't going to get it done, especially when your offense is having a quote-unquote off day.
2: Halfway home in this fourth quarter, and Gretna not ever comfortable against Omaha Central. <laughs> but they're up 48-37. to 37. Uh, Miller North a victor earlier today as uh, the 6 o'clock game will have Pius The 10th. And uh, Bellevue West uh, on the road here at PBA. Hail Varsity Live. Uh, Quick timeout. Mitch Sherman on the way with Hail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hail Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hail Varsity Radio show of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR
1: and we're back. Fellas, so, think we could listen to the radio. On Hail Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
2: Yes! That's awesome! Back into it, Hale Varsity Radio. We're courtside here, PBA, Gretna, and Omaha Central. Mitch Sherman with us from the Athletic. Mitch, you're uh, down here as uh, a fan and also a basketball connoisseur. What do you think of this combined tournament setup?
0: Well, I wasn't here yesterday, and I've just been here for the uh, Class A Boys Park so far today, but hopefully as the week goes on, I can take in some girls games and some of the other classes. Um, I'm here uh, trying to keep one eye on my kids. I got a fifth grader over in the uh, Gretna Section and my uh, freshman daughter at Gretna. I don't know where she is, but she's in uh, she's in the building somewhere. So um, it's great. I like having th- this um, you know this mixed atmosphere. Um, I'm sure there's pluses and minuses to it. Um, if we get about a half a foot of snow on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, that's going to throw a,
2: a kink in things. But um, good atmosphere in here this afternoon. Well, Junior and uh, all of his little buddies were in the uh, Southwest Student Section willing the uh, Southwest girls on to victory uh, yesterday. I'll have the uh, Pius and Bell West game at 6, so excited for that. Let's uh, dive into a little spring football, and should be a pretty big day tomorrow with uh, not only Coach Frost talking, but maybe some quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, that's the expectation that we're going to hear from I think four quarterbacks, uh, the new guys, Casey Thompson and Chuba Purdy, and then uh, Logan Smothers and Heiner Carberg also, and along with Mark Whipple. So now he's had, he it will have, will have had five practices with these guys as of tomorrow. Amazing to think, uh, spring is a third of the way over, uh, 24 hours from now, and the Huskers, of course, will get a break next week for spring break and then finish off the final three weeks leading up to April 9th. But yeah, there should be a lot to to dissect. Um, and if uh, the first Monday is any indication that Mark Whipple is, is not going to hold back, he'll let us know how guys are doing, and, and then looks like the best quarterback out there.
2: What's your take on, on Whipple, the few instances we, we've had with him? It feels like, and you had a really good column last week, on just the, um, you kind of focused on burden, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Frost able to delegate and let, right. let some pros right, do right, their right. thing. Right, I, I think it's unburdened. Scott Frost to have Mark
0: Whipple on staff to take over some of the things that um, took a lot of Scott Frost's time and took him away from the role of, of being a, a CEO. And, and as Scott and, and Trev Alberts went through things at the end of last season, it was a, it was an objective for, for Frost to be able to do things uh, more from that big picture role, be able to spend time. With areas of the team that needed his attention, special teams, um, he can go over to the defense. He spent time in that in that first practice of spring. Uh, the last time we talked to. Uh, Scott was, was right after that practice, and, and he spent time in, in that workout with the young guys um, on the offense. So those are all very valuable uh, for him, and, and I think as, as they try to st- they strive to improve this program, uh, he and, and his boss uh, and the coaches around Scott have, have decided that, it's important that uh, you know he spread his time around. And Mark Whipple, with his experience, both as a play caller and as a head coach, uh, allow Scott to have the freedom to do that. And I think the confidence that things are going to get done right on the offensive side when he's not there every minute.
2: Mitch Sherman's with us from The Athletic. Kale Varsity on the road here at PBA we chat with Mitch before he uh, catches Gretna. This will air uh, during Gretna and Omaha Central. Gretna, of course, uh, a strong season this year on the hardwood. Central uh, trying to send Coach Barons out the right way before he heads off to an administrative gig. Uh, back to Nebraska football. Mitch is there a side of the ball. You, you felt more confident in going into spring and we'll obviously know more and they're kind of working their way through uh, through scrimmages here, three big scrimmages. Uh, I look at, at the offense and it's just hard to tell what the O-line's going to be because of a couple of key injuries but I feel good uh, just with the options they have at quarterback and I feel pretty good about the options they have with uh, some of the running backs they brought in. Defensively there's a lot of youth but uh also guys that have been in the program a while i mean that's that's to me one of the big stories is what guys that have been in the program three or four years can step up now that some jobs are open
0: yeah uh you know sometimes we take a look at these uh these these uh videos that nebraska puts out it's sometimes the only window into what's what's happening and i don't don't want to say what's really happening at spring practice because i don't know that they're representative of uh, a two-hour workout we kind of get the highlights and, and the moments that uh, the Nebraska football publicity machine chooses to, to put out there for the fans and the media. But um, there are nuggets to, to, to be gained from, from watching those. And something that I noticed uh, or, or that struck me in, uh, in in watching one of those during this first week was just the, the, the talent that Nebraska has. And I don't, I don't mean proven winners. Um, I don't mean... You know heisman contenders i just mean high-end quarterbacks it's not typical to have five scholarship guys on your uh roster like nebraska does at the qb position and four of them uh you know who have been who have spent time in college programs Uh, and it's it's probably not likely that they go into the season uh, or, or certainly come out going to next offseason with all five of those guys still in place because of the nature of that position right now. Um, but there is there are a lot of options. Nebraska's in a spot right now, if it goes into the season with anything like uh, the roster that it has right now, at quarterback, at least they're in a position where if there are injuries, you have competent, capable, talented options up and down that quarterback depth Uh, Roster, Mm -hmm. So um, I feel good um, for Nebraska about where they're at on the offensive side with the the, the skill position players. The biggest question is for sure the offensive line, how that thing shakes out. And I think overall, just because of the stability that has been built under Eric Chenander for the defense, despite all of the losses uh, in personnel, uh, I I feel good, um, probably better overall, about just where the defense is at in its growth. Um, than I do about the offense, and, and, and again, that speaks to uh, the system that Janander has built.
2: Mitch Sherman, a couple of minutes, and we'll get you back to some popcorn and soda. Uh, Mitch with The Athletic, at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. What do they get you take uh, from a recruiting standpoint, Mitch? And Zane Flores, incredible quarterback for Gretna. Gretna playing central right now on the hardwood, but just what Nebraska wants to do in-state, and that is lock the border down with all the 2023 and 2024 prospects. You got Flores up the road for for 2023 as a quarterback. Also regional guys. And uh, what's your uh, reaction? And what's what's some of the feedback you've seen from the Nebraska fan base with Flores versus uh, the, the direction Nebraska went uh, with Watson uh, at uh, quarterback? I, I think Watson looks great on film, so I'm not I'm not sneezing at that uh, that verbal at all by Whipple.
0: Yeah, I'm looking over in the Gretna student section right now to see if uh, I can see Zane. He's uh, a fixture at, at, at uh, most of the Gretna basketball games, supporting uh, some of his football teammates who are out there uh, on the basketball court. Um, don't see him, but uh, he, he might be there. Uh, look, if, if Zane Flores continues to uh, rise in prominence on the recruiting landscape, as he has this past month, it's going to get interesting for for Nebraska and the Nebraska coaches, just because um, you know fans are going to see see this guy as one of the more highly rated quarterbacks who's come out of this area in quite some time. You know he's getting interest now from Ohio State. Um, Zane visited with with Ryan Day and um, Ohio State's quarterback coach Corey Dennis last last week on the phone um, and hopes to get out to uh, to Columbus. Uh, soon to, to work out for those guys and, and see if perhaps an offer would be in the works um, you know that's eye-opening um, no doubt on top of the, uh, the the three big 12 and the one ACC offer um, offers that that he's already received but um, you know quarterbacks different if uh, if this was a, uh, a linebacker or a running back um, or a corner uh, who was was playing at Gretna or anywhere in the uh, Um, in the metro or or around the state of Nebraska. Um, You know, I think the recruiting situation for the Huskers would be different. But with quarterback, you have to be very selective. You have to make your choice. Um, And generally, you commit yourself as a coaching staff to one guy per recruiting cycle. So um, I don't necessarily have a huge issue with Nebraska um, letting him go. Um, He's going to have options. Um, It's good for for Zayn that he's going to go to a place that's likely a good fit for him. Um, And Nebraska seems to have found a guy that it's comfortable with. Uh, with mark whipple uh, knowing william watson for a number of years you know going back to his middle school days in massachusetts so um you know it could end up that nebraska's a winner in this situation if watson pans out um, and zane flores is a winner by going to uh you know a a a big time power five program
2: the uh shooting right now for gretna mitch sherman-esque from downtown Uh, they have been looking good from three and uh, Mitch Sherman with his courtside here at PBA. So Mitch, uh, how much Mitch Sherman funny money has been able to cross the border and get to a casino and go all in on fred in this run I was talking to some, like uh, some, some fellow question. media Yeah, i was wondering where you were going with that
0: but uh, we're still talking state basketball here i didn't know those odds have been posted but
2: uh, i was talking to some we, we uh, know a guy uh, yeah right right
0: some fellow media members yesterday before nebraska's practice about what kind of odds nebraska would have to win the big 10 tournament um, i haven't seen those i haven't i haven't dug in and researched those but um, they've got to be ex- extremely high, uh, extremely long, like uh, um, you know, five thousand to one, something like that, something like that. Or I'm mean, I'm sorry, not five thousand to one, like fifty to one. so like plus five thousand. We're talking we're really really getting into into gambling here. But uh, I, hey, it's been amazing what what Fred and, and his staff have done um, over the uh, the past week and a half, and to do it in in in, uh, in Madison without Bryce McGowan's. Um, is uh, hard to have words for. It's remarkable. Um, and maybe they can go to Indy and extend this thing for a few more days. Um, I don't think it's realistic to, uh, to expect five wins as, as, uh, as Trey McGowan's was, uh, was talking about after the, uh, the win to end the regular season.
2: I'll be interested to see how they come out against Northwestern as in flago for Gretna on the <clears throat> inside-out kick for a, another triple. What's uh, going to be good, too, is to see, you know, what, uh, what type of hopefully Bryce will be able to go if you're a Nebraska fan uh, with that, that injured wrist. And he got snubbed uh, when it comes to all Big Ten freshman of the year. Now, I know the AP circled him, uh, but finished third team. So what an incredible freshman season for McGowan's. And uh, Verge had a great effort in, in Wisconsin. We'll see if they can take it on the road. Nebraska baseball before we go uh, things got uh, shut down uh, obviously because of weather but uh, a better weekend for the big red down in Texas uh, they showed a little bit of adjustment obviously with the pitching staff and guys seem to have responded yeah starting pitching much better
0: I mean much much night and day much, much better and, re- and really one bad ninth inning away from a great weekend mm-hmm. um, still three or four is a step in the right direction um, I hope the Huskers get to uh, get to uh, get that game in against Kansas State this week, that the weather allows it. You know, no Long Beach State. The Dirtbags are are going to stay home, but uh, in place of it, we get a couple of games against the Omaha Mavericks. Uh, Nebraska is yeah. going to play um, going to play Omaha up at its home field for the first time. So that is uh, that's cool on Sunday, um, if that game happens. Um, and I think the forecast is okay for Sunday. They've got turf on that field. That I, I may uh, I may go out and see Will Bolton his team for the uh, first time this year uh, in a road game. Mid-shirt with the athletic. Mitch with you, bud. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks I'm a go, lot. Uh, go see if uh, Gretna can keep up this shooting.
2: All right, a quick timeout. Hale City continues live at uh, PBA courtside. Hale City presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
0: Hello, listener. This is Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity radio show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of 29.99. That means that you for less than $20 can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at halevarsity.com. Just go to slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for ten dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com/slash/subscribe. Promo code GBR.
1: And now, and now
0: back to
2: Hail Varsity Radio. Good stuff from Mitch Sherman. We're not here at uh, PBA courtside. Hail Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday. Some bonus coverage as it is overtime. Gretna and Central Gretna. Back on top, 52-50, to 50, and Gretna able to score. Uh, their last possession, a nice penetration, and then a drop down to Grant Jensen. Jensen able to finish off the window, but we're talking uh, about a two-minute stretch where Central exploded for a 15-0 run to force overtime. Gretna turned it over a couple of times, and Central had a a chance to win in regulation. We sent out the the video, the tweet, at Schmidt underscore radios, where you can find uh, the final shot for Central in regulation. But right now, Gretna is up by a point, and Central trying to even things up as Jaden Dawson is at the line. And... And... Quinton Butts and Jaden Bullion have been really nice this fourth quarter for Coach Behrens. Uh, Brad Feekin's been incredible all season for the fourth seed, Gretna. And uh, he's a uh, proud Hastings guy. And uh, right now it's tied up, 94 seconds remaining. A high ball screen, and Gretna is going to back it out and uh, set it up with Wilkins. Another high ball screen for Wilcoxon. And uh, right around the perimeter with it is Porkarski. So Gretna going to run the weave. Again, the nice penetration and drop-off for two. Grant Jansen gives Gretna the lead. Again, 54-52. If you're just joining us, some bonus coverage here in this matchup. Our contest starts at 6 over on KFOR with Pius and uh, Bell West, nice little baseline jumper there to tie us again as uh, are able to hit and tie it at 54. Gretna will no doubt milk this thing here and run another set with a high ball screen. Coach Feekin has the orders barked out with 33 seconds remaining. Nice strong take to the rim. Shot rejected by Central as uh, Central and Dawson will hold for one here. In overtime with 22 seconds remaining. Clock down to 17 with Dawson. Guarded by Simmons. Clock at 11. Central in overtime. Dawson has the basketball timeout yeah. going to be called by Central as Coach Behrens wants to talk it over. While we wait on this finish, let's hear from Fred Hoyberg. He has an update on Bryce McGowan's. And where uh, things are at is Nebraska now minus, check that, plus four and a half, plus four and a half against Northwestern to open up action tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the Big Ten Tournament.
4: Uh, he did a little bit more today. Still still was not a full participant, but he was able to get out and get some shots up. He did all the non-contact portion. Uh, was in there for a couple. We just really wanted to test that thing, see how he's doing. It's going to be tough to throw him out there full speed. Without getting some live work in, so we, we were able to get him out there a little bit, but he did not participate in the full practice. Can
0: you say he'll you, play though?
4: I hope so. I mean, we're going to get him a couple treatments. Obviously, we'll get him another one tonight when we get into Indianapolis. We'll get him another treatment tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to get a walkthrough time at the arena, so basically, it will be a walkthrough at the hotel uh, right before a pregame meal. So he's going to have to text it, uh, test it, uh, get some flexion in there, uh, just to make sure he's good to go.
2: That is Hoiberg on the availability of Bryce McGowans. So Bryce needs uh, a little acupuncture, a little ice, a little heat, and you need to call Mr. Miyagi in, stat as Central will inbound with 8.8 remind- over and back on Central. The inbound, Dawson caught it on one side of the court and landed on the other. So a simple inbound for Central is a turnover, an over and back call on Central. It's not where you land, it's where you start and then land, and a, oh man, an over and back call on Central that was clear. Gives the ball back to Gretna with 7.9 seconds remaining. Gretna has it, ball is loose. It's still loose, five seconds, pull up, three ball, off iron, no good. We're gonna head to double overtime. Uh, between Gretna and Central. Huh? How about that? Double overtime, a helter-skelter possession, and over and back, and then that defensive pressure by Central uh, led to a tough shot by Smolinski. Kind of a a desperation three. Wasn't quite sure where the clock was, but more free and extra basketball going on here at PBA. Why not? and uh two outstanding programs going out at it, the rubber match you have central and uh and uh and gretna going on uh our, our dear friend jeff smith is joining us uh I'm, I'm jokingly doing my own little manning cast where it's uh, it's a talk show but there is some intermittent play-by-play drop it in so jeff smith will be with us here uh, in just a moment, uh, Hall of Fame coach, longtime assistant in Nebraska. Of course, Lincoln Southeast. Uh, Andy Markowski is, is coming back uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, and then Coach Spitzka as well. Coach, you just—you've been watching. You've been rocking your popcorn, buddy. And that's gotcha. your popcorn's we, gone. And I've been watching. We've seen a—we've seen a classic here. Yeah, this the is over this and back would turn me gray and bald in no time. I was
5: waiting and waiting for Central to turn up the pressure and start trapping. And that—that that 15-0 run was amazing.
2: It's like like an, you an, might an, as well just do minutes. it in the overtime here. 54-54. I'm thinking so. Central and Gretna. No? And the world. I mean all of Gretna is here. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a growing community. They
5: are so well coached, but but Eric Barns is also a great coach and
2: when they turn up the pressure, it's it's just tough for anybody. Well, we've seen Central a couple of times and I love the sets and I know you're a big big fan as well, the penetration that Gretna's gotten all year from their guard play, but the drop offs down low to Jansen have been beautiful. It sucks the defense in, and, and then they finish at the rim, and that's been more the most of the case this ball game. Yeah, Jansen's about their only senior. Um, they, they're mainly
5: sophomore-based team, and it's amazing the poise the, these guys have. The Pakorsky kid is a fantastic player, and Alex Wilcoxon's played really
2: well, too. Yeah, Wilcoxon's been really good. He'll send a runner and teardrop up inside the paint. The runner goes, the teardrop, and... A cloud or two and came down and Gretna back with the lead. But how about the heart? Central's showing uh, to to put a 15-0 run together and uh, force overtime. Butts for three, no. Bullion for the putback, no. Bullion's been incredible down low. Bullion's a beast. Uh, He's just all over the place. strong as all get out. We'll come back with uh, double overtime, extended coverage with Hale Varsity Radio. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Double overtime here at PBA. Timeout. No, hold on. A foul. Going to be called on Central. And Bretna has hung on to a three-point lead. They've been back and forth all Fourth quarter into overtime one and now into overtime two. Gretna 58, Central 55. Great to have you on Hale Varsity Radio. We're here all week doing ball games and shows and a little bonus coverage. Not quite the uh, the Manning cast, but the Coach Smith cast is what we'll call it. <laughs> Jeff Smith uh, to my left here, Hall of Fame coach with Southeast. Free throw missed. And the outlet and Central is going to be sick. They've taken care of the basketball all game long, but a turnover coach uh, that has just made a melt here with the over and back at the end of regulation. And then another turnover on an outlet pass here. Gretna with the lead. I don't think, I, I didn't think I'd ever see Gretna lose a lead the final three minutes of a ball game when you're up 15 or, excuse me, up 13. But Central closed like a freight train up 15, on a 15-0 run to to have be in possession, to, in position to win. Yeah, that's pretty
5: unusual for Gretna, for a coach Ficken coach team, to, to lose a lead like that. But Central got them on their heels. They were trapping about three quarter court. Um, they really, I thought Central should have just kept it going because they had momentum. As soon as they tied it up, they backed off and went back to their half court defense, and Gretna
2: got back into their rhythm. Will Coxon hits a couple of free throws for Gretna, the lead now. 5 for Gretna. Central will have to go to work as Dawson trying to get through a double team and he's fouled. Team foul is 10 on Gretna so double bonus. That'll stop the clock. We'll check in with Andy Markowski next hour. Uh, We'll have some thoughts here on on Bryce McGowan's and what the Big Ten said uh, about him. The newcomer versus freshman of the year. Uh, you take the old Pepsi challenge on if there's a difference. We <laughs> just heard from Coach Hoiberg. Big free throws here for Central. In and out, no good for Jaden Dawson. Dawson's had an incredible career along with uh, 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 P.J. Davis. Both kids have been so much fun to watch. Second free throws, good in a four-point game and double overtime here. Gretna hanging by a thread i mean the who's who of gretna is here we had mitch sherman with us earlier i do not see uncle mark or cousin uh, davis or dixon i don't know if my brother and his kids are down here yet i haven't heard him yell but you can't hear much but what a what a turnout here by the gretna fans yeah they are they filled
5: it up this lower bowl is about full here especially on the gretna side. You know, as we were talking off air about Bryce McGowan's, the only thing that scared me about him not getting the freshman of the year is stat-wise. Vanna B- from Ohio State sh- shot about eight percent better from two and about fourteen percent better from three. Bryce scored a lot, but he also shot a lot. And I, but but I thought that Ohio State win maybe Bryce wrapped that up and kind of a head-to-head match. And Bryce played great in that game. And I, I like I ask you, how, how are you a newcomer of the year? But you're not
2: freshman of the year. Aren't all freshmen newcomers? Well, you look at the first team. I mean, it's all top five picks. Bullion will get the feed inside and finish with the right hand. That brings the central deficit now to three. A lot, of, a lot of time left too,
5: with a minute two left, three yeah. point game. A lot yeah. of that's central can can press a lot in that
2: minute two yet. Uh, minute two, 61-58. Wool carry over the mcgowan's right, discussion good. overtime double overtime gretna hanging on hour two on the way with Hale varsity radio and uh some live looks here at this class a opener here between gretna and omaha central with Hale varsity were presented by the nebraska lottery pardon the interruption but i'd like to save you some money Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's Hale Varsity Welcome to it. at Hour 2. It's Hale City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Some bonus coverage there with overtime and the finish as Omaha Central falls to Gretna, the Fighting Fecans, in uh, double overtime, 67-65. Jeff Smith with me, the Hall of Fame coach and longtime Nebraska assistant. Good to spend uh, another day at PBA with him. Andy Markowski is coming up, and then Coach Spitska from Pius will join us here uh, before tip. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then we'll have Bell West and Pius the X uh, tipping off over on KFOR at 6. Plenty of reaction to uh, the Big Ten news. First and second uh, all-team conference members and where Bryce McGowan fits in. Tip of the cap to him being third team. So we'll get there. We'll hear from Andy Markowski. Uh, his take on state tournament play. And uh, the big red tomorrow as they tip off uh, against Northwestern, trying to to go Jimmy V 2.0. <laughs> that'd, that'd be a couple of glass slippers, I think, if Fred and crew got it done. Coach Smith, some thoughts here as we watch Central really uh, just battle back and and, and try and force the third overtime. But they looked uh, dead in the water at uh, the end of regulation. And, man, what a finish uh, for for coach Barron's to get into overtime and then to get a stand to force a second overtime. But uh, what a career, what a run for, for coach Barons at central.
5: Yeah, that's his last high school game. We think um, he's going to go into administration in in the new school in, in Omaha. And uh, what a great career, numerous state titles back in the early two thousands and uh, a four went off to call it Prue state for a few years and then came back and uh, yeah, just a, one of the best careers that the state of Nebraska seen. And uh, they, 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 that wasn't his most talented team. Um, just scoring-wise, they struggled. Elkhorn South hammered them pretty good in the district. I just don't think they were playing their best basketball down the stretch here. And Gretton is a tough matchup. Um, they, they play very controlled. Uh, they, take, they take their time on offense. Um, and they were able to handle the ball for most of the game except for that two-minute stretch. And that's when Central made that 15-0 run. Um, like I said, it's easy to sit over here and coach, but I I, I wonder if Coach Barons would look back and say we should have just kept that tempo going and press going mm-hmm. even it when it was tied, because as soon as they took it off, Gretna got back in their ry- rhythm, and Pekorsky and, uh, and and Wilcoxen uh, took back over, and uh, a great win for really a sophomore base team for Gretna. Except for um, Grant Jansen's a senior, and he's, he was a factor. Uh, big, strong, powerful kid. Probably an offensive tackle, too.
2: I, I think he's a guy that loves third and two.
5: Yeah, I would say <laughs> you know? so. Run behind me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, repeatedly. Yeah. So I want to, before we get to, uh, to Andy Markowski, uh, I thought, Coach Smith, how, what, what's the secret? We see teams do it, but how. How do you get the team to peak at that right time? And you want to be playing your best, but it's easier said than done. Yeah, you can't
5: control it sometimes. Um, you just hope that, and, and and a lot of times, you know, you it's a basketball is a long season, so you're going through some peaks and valleys, and and you know, I'd say half the time you peak, and half the time you're in the valley at the end. And so you just mm-hmm. really that's one thing you really can't control. I mean, there was times. In college and high school, when I coach that you go towards a towards the district and say i just I just know we 're not playing our best mm. basketball right now we 're going to have to try to manufacture a win somehow but but you know we have we don 't have everybody shooting it well right now and um, and if you're if you 're really talented and disciplined, you can still win some games that way, but it 's a heck of a lot easier when four guys are shooting it well instead of two guys are shooting it well at the time and and that 's just a little bit
2: out of your control." That's Jeff Smith, Hall of Fame coach and assistant at Nebraska. We welcome in, standout Husker, the pride of Ord, and assistant at Pius the Tenth, uh, Eddie Markowski, with us. Eddie, thanks for jumping on. How are you?
6: Uh, doing great, baby. How, how about yourself?
2: We're good. Yeah, you want to say hi to Coach Smith? Uh, you want to wave at him, or just uh, just give him a, a hello, head nod? hello,
6: big dog? How you doing? Hey, that's twice in uh, two days, Coach Smith. I know Smith. It. So I know. It's awesome we, to uh, yeah. to connect again
5: yeah i didn't want to bother you pre-game yesterday so i kind of left you alone but uh it, it was it's always good seeing you buddy
6: oh absolutely uh and get to talk a little hoops which is even better yes
2: it is uh, eddie uh first and foremost congrats to you and the pious kids and coach pesota on uh just a wonderful season and a great effort last night and uh tough one uh last night but um uh, just a just a quick thought on on what you've been doing. Obviously, uh, you've seen the Husker women do incredible work uh, on the hardwood. You've also been able to be on the sideline and just spend a second here on on the Pious team. You were you were a part of again another year.
6: Yeah, just you know a, a great season. You know, as a group that that uh, you know certainly people probably didn't have us penciled in to have a great year. Losing the the group that we lost, and, and certainly we were little smarter coaches last season having, you know, an all-state point guard, and, and obviously Alexis uh, made, made life a little easier. But, you know, super proud of this group to win 19 games, get to state, and, you know, ran into a really good Fremont team that's, uh, you know, on a mission to try to get that state title that, that we kind of took from them a year ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, Coach Missota did a great job, and, uh, you know, we certainly wish we, uh, you know, played, played a little better last night, but got to give Fremont a lot of credit.
2: Eddie Markowski is with us on Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow here at PBA. Between games, we'll have the Pious Boys and Bell West tipping off over on KFOR at 6.
5: Andy, I felt like that uh, Fremont's defense was really solid, and, and they matched up to you well. The McCabe girls, really talented. She did a nice job on Addison. Um, they, could, they could really do a, a job of moving their feet and keeping you in front and taking away penetration, I felt. Did, did you feel that way?
6: yeah they're positionally they they have really good length to them. You know they're not very deep, um so they they really do a good job of of pressuring without fouling. You know, I thought last night was a fairly physical game for for high school girls, uh, which did not play into our our favor. Um uh, so you know their length, uh, in, you know McCabe, I think, gets a lot of credit for what she's done offensively, you know gonna go down in, in the state as one of the best shooters of all time. Uh, but very uh, underrated as a defender, very, very active, has good length. you know, certainly bothered uh, Addison last night in, in terms of taking one of our best scorers uh, away, creating some turnovers. Uh, and you know, I think that's probably where McCabe has expanded her game the most. Two years ago, they kind of hit her and let her rest on defense. Now and now they're kind of giving her the the, the best defensive uh, task and, and um, you know, give her credit. She, she disrupted the game a lot. And then, you know, Bryant's a good post defender and, and the Shepherd girl has good length uh, on the wing. And, and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the, the Final Four plays out. I, I think Class A is pretty open.
2: Eddie Markowski's with us. El Varsity Radio, PBA courtside. Uh, between games, a thriller as Gretna hangs on in double overtime against Omaha Central. Some bonus coverage there. Andy, going to switch gears to the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I have asked uh, most of the guests if they've made the trip across the river. And, uh, and and said, you know what? Why not? With the the odds that uh, are stacked against Nebraska <laughs> uh, for uh, for the the win, winning streak to continue. On a serious note, what do you think? Uh, Nebraska and, and Northwestern here as uh, the Big Ten men's tournament tips off tomorrow.
6: Well, you know, we're really excited for for the group to, to be able to finish, you know, so strong here with with three wins. Uh, you know, the Wisconsin win was, was great, even though I probably set them up for a much more difficult path uh, starting tomorrow. You know, they, I don't think they match up great to Northwestern. They've made them look like Golden State the last two times they've played them. <laughs> I, think, I think they've got 13 threes in both games. And, and then you went across match to Ohio State, which, you know, we, we've been able to beat them and, and almost had them beat at home, which is probably a better matchup for us than than maybe Iowa, but you know we certainly we're, we're playing better basketball. The confidence level is up. I, I heard Coach Smith talk about, you know, you hope to be playing your best basketball late in the year, uh, even though Nebraska is not, you know, really playing for for much other than you know a, a chance to maybe win a Big Ten title. But they they're playing their best basketball, which I don't know, if, you know, the other Big Ten coaches are excited to play uh, our group because Verge uh, you know, has figured some things out, and, and we're starting to to make shots and you know anytime your confidence level up and you see the ball go through the hoop you're a dangerous team
2: Your thought on on bryce mcgowan's and, and where he came in he's he's third team all big ten but did not get the uh, the freshman of the year award what's your uh, take on bryce's um well level right now i know it's a question mark if he goes or not tomorrow with that wrist issue
6: yeah, I, I don't know his status. Um, you know, I, I thought Coach Hoiberg sounded optimistic that that he would 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 try to play. Um, you just never know how that you know a, affects an athlete playing injured. Sometimes you don't help the team if if you're not able to to play up to to 100%. But you know, Bryce has had a great year. He's improved in, in a lot of areas. Uh, you know, certainly without him, uh, I think the team would have really struggled, especially when when Trey was out and, and Burge was was really struggling at the. To do the things that that Fred needed him to do for for the team to be successful, um, you know I was disappointed that he did get Freshman of the Year. I, I thought he had done enough, but you know certainly um, you know Ohio State freshman Malachi had had a great year. The stats are, are are pretty similar, even though Bryce you know averaged I think four more points a game, but you know took more shots uh, to do it, played a few more minutes. Um, it probably hurt Bryce you know sitting out the Wisconsin game and having Nebraska. Win that—that that, that probably didn't didn't help the last few voters. But being named new Kramer of the year, I I think they, you know, wanted to try to get him an award because I think everybody recognized that that he had a, had a really good season and a season that needed to be recognized. Yeah, I
5: felt like that uh, we talked a little earlier the disparity in in shooting percentages. I'm I'm kind of a big percentage guy, Andy, and I think there was a 14 percent difference between Branham and and. Bryce and 8% from the 2, 14% from the 3. So, I think that would factor in a little bit plus, you know, a winning team versus a team that hadn't won much probably had a little factor to do with it too, but we we know he's a really talented kid. Are you are you concerned about Nebraska building a program? Obviously, they're finishing well, but like you said, it's two months too late. Um, it seems like we're just like point guard. We're starting over every year. I, I have some concern. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it.
6: Well, I, I believe in continuity. Uh, you know, this day and age, you're, you're going to have kids coming in and out of your program. I mean, that's the nature of, of, of even high school athletics. Uh, but, but college has, has really become transitory. Um, to win at Nebraska, yeah, you know, I think you have to have uh, – a, a group um, that that's with each other that, you know, plays for each other that maybe wears, you know, cares about the end on the chest more than a name on the back. And, and when you don't have that foundation built with, you know, either three or four year transfers or high school kids that, that, you know, are going to be in it for the long haul, oh, I think creates challenges because the big 10 is a very stable league that, that has a lot of, uh, you know, consistency year over year with a lot of upperclassmen and you're just not going to out-talent or out-coach. So, you, so you need some some savvy veteran kids, and and the only way you get that, is, to your point, is is to not, you know, turn the program over, or, or you know, maybe win the point guard position with just a crafty veteran. Um, you know, you win a couple other spots with with uh, athleticism and, and and skill and maturity over just you know throwing the ball up and, and having, you know. Uh, just, just guys that are, are NBA caliber kids. I just don't don't think you're going to be able to do that year over year at Nebraska. So I, I've been a little, uh, you know, you turn it over year one. I understand that COVID certainly disrupted year two. Um, I think Fred's starting to take more high school kids. You know, you have two in in, in this class, but McGowan's may leave, and then you have two more coming in. You know, I hope they recognize that they they need more of a foundation to build on. Uh, but I, I I think the tr- the program's gonna gonna have a lot of uh, players leave again, and you're gonna feel like you're starting over again next winter.
5: Well, we still we need some Nebraska kids. We need some more Markowskis and Chubbicks, if you ask, and Stricklands, if you ask me. But they, they aren't always easy to get either. Hey, I want to switch gears to, to the women's team because they've had a fabulous year. They're fun to watch, and your daughter's a big part of that. I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Um, where do you think Alexis needs to improve the most after her freshman year? I know it's not over, and we've got the tournament to look forward to. And... Um, how do you feel going into the tournament? What does Nebraska have to do to beat an Iowa or a team of that level? Um, because that's what they're going to see in the NCAA tournament. And and you know as well as I do, that's all about matchups. But just wanted to get your thoughts on your daughter and and the team in general going into the tournament.
6: Yeah, thanks. You know, Jeff, for for the kind words. That, you know, Alexis has has really uh, you know been consistent this year and has made a lot of strides. You know, our conditioning you know, defensively being able to, to, to hedge and, and play uh, defense on the perimeter, which, you know, I thought going in, you know, would be would be her biggest challenge. Um, you know, offensively, she's found ways to score and contribute, you know, just being big and physical and expanded her game with, with stepping out to the three. But, but she still needs to, to become more efficient with her back to the basket, you know, finding – you know, angles against some of the better and longer post defenders in the league, Uh, you know, she's just, you're not going to be big enough to, to overpower, you know, the, the top end, the Nas Hellmans and the Cezanos and and, and the kids that have been in the league for a while. So, you know, her work of, of, uh, you know, being able to go back over her right shoulder as, as most young posts are, you know, right-handed players want to turn and get over that left shoulder and and scouting and, and and those things made it much more difficult to her the back 10 games uh, to the fact that they were even running doubles at her which you know i you know it was pretty impressive that a freshman you know warranted that much attention but she's she's gotta just continue to keep working and improving those areas which i know the staff is, is working with her on um you're you're right this team needs uh, a good matchup i mean our, our guard play is is solid i think hyby uh you know has played injured a lot of the year so you got to give her a lot of credit she's battling through Shelley has really uh, Stabilized the the position and, and his versatile guard. You know, I think point guard quickness has hurt this group. Um, you know, Caitlin Clark, uh, all three games has really been able to get downhill, draw fouls, career a lot. You know, so that's that's a matchup that that concerns me a little bit in the tournament. If if you play a you know an SEC school or an ACC school that has a point guard that that really is quick and, and can get downhill, those have been the teams that that we've struggled the most with. Whereas Michigan. Uh, which had average athleticism on, on at, at the guard spot, but had two, you know, big physical posts. We've we tended to be able to match up with them when Cravens, born and, and Alexis. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Texas is is where they have his pencil now, which would be a really challenging uh, second round matchup. But you know, if you told me that we'd win a game and, and have a chance to to play in round two of the say tournament, I think most people would would take that.
2: Eddie, best to you and your fam. bud. thanks for jumping on with us again, and we'll. We'll talk again as March uh, marches on. Thanks for your time. All
6: right, guys, enjoy the rest of the state tournament.
2: Thanks. And we're back,
1: fellas. Oh, <laughs> Think we could listen to the radio? <laughs> on Hail Varsity Radio, presented by
2: the Nebraska Lottery.
6: Yes, that's awesome.
2: The Pious is in front of us. They are warming up. A little dunk fest going on here. Bell West also to the other side of the floor towards the south end of PBA. Chris Schmidt, Jeff Smith. We're uh, in front of Pius and Bell West. Uh, we'll have that ball game over on KFOR, KFORNow.com. But uh, all week long, Hail Varsity uh, from the uh, from courtside. Hail Varsity at PBA between ball games, or even offering you some bonus coverage. So we will uh, hear from Fred Hoyberg uh, real quick. Uh, we heard earlier about the Bryce update. How is Fred's? wet bar uh, let's get that answer when it comes to the wine he got sent
0: fred what's the communication been like between you and brad underwood over the last uh, 48 hours
4: apparently i got a case of wine on the way so i'm excited
0: <laughs> yeah
4: um yeah we were texting this morning brad, brad's a good friend and you know he's got a team that's capable of winning a national championship so certainly wish him all the best uh, you know, on behalf of, of, of the Big Ten, to go out and represent it. Merlot, well, Moscato, what, what are you getting here, Fred? We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. He said you, His he, choice. He said you're going to like it. I gave
5: him the choice. Yeah. All, All or 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 not, or or I hope not I don't know. We could leave.
2: So that uh, is uh, Fred Hoiberg. And uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a wine idiot. I like red, but I let my buddy Uncle Nate usually pick. <laughs> I'm kind of a, turned into a Malbec guy. Tell me about that. Well, it's, it hasn't been in the States. I did a little research. Malbec hasn't been
5: in the States that long, but it's really growing in popularity. But I started drinking it because my daughter has a little lupus, and it's something that fits her diet. So okay. we started drinking it, too, and uh,
2: and it's it's pretty good.
5: It's pretty good stuff, Argentinian and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. All right. All right.
2: Yeah. Sometimes when, uh, when Mama Bunny gets home from a long day at the hospital, she has some sort of chilled white wine working, and you want to see... Uh, that, that stare happened, you you you, have, you ask if you can have some. My,
5: my wife breaks the red wine rule and puts ice in hers. But
2: you know what? Your wife can do whatever she wants. I know man. she can. She's, she <laughs> runs the show. I, I, I get it for her and put ice in it for her. Do you, do you want more ice, dear? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Well, should be a great ball game tonight. Uh, we have Coach Spitschka uh, coming up. Uh, let's hear from Adam Schefter here uh, when it comes to First and foremost, uh, the uh, quarterback carousel: uh, Schefter on the Seahawks, the Broncos. Of course, the news of the day: Aaron Rodgers, Jacob is Padilla, uh, Padilla smiling that his uh, quarterback is back in Jeff Green Bay. Smith
5: is not smiling. No, since I'm a Bears Jacob's spanger. got his earbuds in, no There's doubt streaming losses. the
2: show. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, Russ uh, going to the land of gummies and uh, and white steeds. Here is Shefty.
1: The Denver Broncos, on the other hand, play in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and have gone through 11 different quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. Their search has ended, and it is ending with Russell Wilson. The Broncos general manager George Payton, initiated talks with the Seahawks. They and Seattle have been talking for at least a couple of weeks now. The talks heated up over the weekend and culminated in an agreement today that obviously is a blockbuster deal that will reshape the
2: AFC West and the NFC West as well. So, Coach Smith, the, the wow factor is supposed to be the, uh, the day uh, for Aaron Rodgers where you get a $200 million deal and uh, you're uh, going to end your career, theoretically, drama or not, in Green Bay. And here comes Denver. They go get Russell Wilson. They give up two first-rounders, two second-rounders, a fifth-rounder. Drew Locke, who I think was the second-round guy out of Missouri. Uh, Noah Fant, the pride of Omaha South, a first-round talent that I think, once he stays healthy, is going to be a game-changer. Cha- and then you have defensive lineman. Pro, yeah. yeah, you have Shelby Harris. So... Yeah, Denver kind of trumped the Newsday over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and that's, that's a big, quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, do you think uh, do you think Denver? That, listen, it's been shown you can do it before, where Peyton went there to get his second ring. I I look at Russ and I love his ability. I think Russ is a great image guy, but I think when push comes to shove, Russ Russ is a bit of a diva, uh, just finally kind of throwing his old lineman under the under the bus. Uh, last last off season in February. They played okay this year, and no doubt he's been beat up. But let's be honest. I mean, Denver and Locke, I mean, he, he's gotten the heck kicked out of him too last season. Uh, Buddy Jeff, the pharmacist, is all smiles with Denver because they've been a quarterback away. They've traded Von Miller, but they've always seemed to reload on the edge there. Uh, tough division, though. You go from probably the, the toughest division in the NFC to now the toughest division in the AFC.
5: Yeah, you know, it's kind of like my bears. They they went for a long forever without it. So they try to get Cutler, you know. So I, I think it gets to a point where they know that Russ is a proven winner. He's won a Super Bowl. And you got to go get a commodity that you are sure of. And I think they're sure that he can win. And, and hopefully, you know, maybe he's learned a little bit on how to treat your offensive line. And we'll get, you know, get him get him an early steak dinner and get him on his side and, and make it happen cuz he obviously has the talent and the knowledge and every the whole the whole package to do this if he wants to
2: if they want an extra baked potato you get it for oh them. you do you get throw the mushrooms on and everything cheese and a, give it give it to them all does this make denver an instant contender in your mind or do you still kind of lean towards the chiefs do you still lean towards vegas they went to the playoffs as well and quite honestly uh, the the Chargers were, were right. I mean, they were right there. They were playoff good this year, and they have Herbert.
5: Yeah, I, I don't think this puts Denver ahead of those teams by any means. I, I, I you know the Chiefs are just going to keep loading up with with Mahomes, and he's going to keep getting better. Um, I, I thought the I thought the Raiders made a good run at the end and showed they had a lot of talent. Um, and, and and I love Dave Carr. I, he's he's a fantastic quarterback and. Herbert's just going to get better and better because he's still pretty young, you know. So I, I don't see Denver really jumping ahead of those teams by any means. That's a tough division, a good quarterback
2: division. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson, whatever happens with him and the Texans. He had Stafford make the move from Detroit to the Rams, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray. Uh, Dak had some off-season shoulder surgery going on uh, that was not great, but... It's okay. At least it's not his throwing shoulder. And then Kyler Murray's. Maybe, maybe that's the destination. Maybe this was the first domino. You go get the the younger version of of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray because it doesn't sound like things are great in Arizona. Although they just did extend uh, the head coach and the quarterback that are tied at the hip. Sometimes when you're at a
5: place for a long time, a change of scenery it can be good for you. You know, Stafford. Obviously Stafford didn't have the kind of talent that Russell Williams Wilson has, but, but a, a change of scenery for him, and playing with more talent, he got to show, showcase what he could really do. And, and sometimes you just it's just good to change. You know, I think coaches are the same way sometimes. You, you stay a place too long, and, and sometimes it just you kind of get in a rut, and I just sometimes it's okay to go explore something new. And you know the Denver people are excited. They're going to take him in with a with open arms. So um, it may work out well for both.
2: Yes. Here's what you have. You've got a ready-made roster in Denver right now. You've got Judy. You've got Sutton. You have Javante Williams. Uh, that's good. And this is what you've been watching in, in Denver the last six years post-Payton Manning. You've watched Trevor Simeon. I loved him at, at Northwestern, but let's just be straight. He's a clipboard guy. Uh, Case Keenum, no thank you. Joe Flacco, for whatever didn't work, was still crushed that Baltimore got rid of him, honestly. And then you had Drew Locke, no thanks. And then Teddy Bridgewater. Love Teddy, love his attitude, but Teddy's right there as a manager, quite honestly. I mean, you can have a ton of quarterback dominoes fall. Uh, that'll be interesting here. Uh, Fant has yet to, to really flourish, more so due to injury. But, man, he is... He is what you want but now you're you're actually a factor i don't know if if it means a playoff run i think russ is i'm not quite sure where he's at if we're looking at blue book value and we're looking at perceived miles on on russ at at nine years in we're talking 33 34 years old but he's accurate he's mobile he's a leader guys in denver are rejoicing right now jerry judy's twitter is hilarious He's proven. That's the thing. They just wanted a proven quarterback
5: because you ran through the list of. Flacco had, had a little bit of proof, but he just didn't work out. Um, but I, I think Russell William, w- Wilson's as good as you can get that's on the market, probably. And Denver just said, hey, that's enough. We're going to get a guy that we can believe
2: in and, and is a proven NFL all pro quarterback. So, last thought here with uh, the Seattle Seahawks and. I I got out of Dodge before Junior and Mama found out that Russell is gone because between the two of them, there's every sort of Russell Wilson jersey in our house. That's my wife's favorite team, too, but even, that's
5: more about the colors than it is Russell Wilson.
2: No, <laughs> Mama liked Russell and Junior liked Russell, and quite honestly, even Gertie the German Shepherd has a Russell Wilson jersey, so... <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to have to get him a Mariota jersey, or we're gonna have to get him a Trubisky jersey, or. A, are they gonna follow Russ or, to Denver? That's the question. You know, are that'd they, be a lot. Stay with uh, Seattle. That'd be a lot easier. Just jumping on a train overnight from Lincoln. Yeah, but you got to get all new jerseys. That's a problem. Uh, well, but I'm saying you know, <laughs> I, he's always wanted to go see Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good idea, but now we can just go watch the guy you wanted to see. Seattle came over to Eastern Washington when I was
5: coaching there for their their spring training. Their, How was that? Their, for their fall camp, excuse me. It was pretty good. They didn't let us watch everything, but I'll tell you what, we got a weight room upgrade. Okay, I bet you did.
2: <laughs> they put some money into that. Was that the Erickson era?
5: Yes, it was. Old
2: well, yes. Dennis Erickson, yeah. man. Yeah. Left the Hurricanes and went to. Uh, I don't know if they helped us put the red field turf in at Eastern or not, but so that was you guys, huh? Yeah, that that happened after I was
5: gone, but yeah, that, that But I think the Seahawks pumped a lot of money into, you know, for their
2: fall fall camp. Well, that's yeah. good enough. We're here at PBA Pius warming up, Bell West. That tips at six. We'll have it for you. Over on uh, KFOR locally, a timeout, and then in our sit down here with Pius head coach, Coach Brian Spichka, on the way to Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
1: And now, and now,
2: back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio live at PBA as we get ready for Pius and Bellevue West opening round of the Class A Boys State Tournament 2022. Head coach with Pius the 10th, Coach Brian Spichka, with us. Coach, what do you know? Happy March Madness!
7: Uh, excited to be a part of the whole March Madness. It's a fun time of year.
2: It is. Now let's talk about your year and uh, just the growth and maturity you've seen you've got a, a lot of upperclassmen coach on this team but you guys are no stranger to P, strangers uh, not at all to PBA when it comes to this time of year
7: yeah we have some really good experience um, but we've only had a couple of guys that really got to play a lot for us the last couple of years in the state tournaments uh, so it's a little bit new to a few of those guys but they have a lot of game experience uh, whether it be with us or whether it be in their summer teams and things along those lines in some really big games so we're really excited to see how they can play in this kind of atmosphere
2: What have you been most uh, impressed with, happiest about uh, with this team, their growth? Uh, What are some of the the qualities you thought they had going into this season? And and, uh, tell me about the, the goals they've reached.
7: Well, just their overall development has been, has been great to see. Uh, we, we've really stressed the idea of process over results the entire year. We're, we're, we have a little bit of a different team than we've had in the past. Where we've usually had a lot of guards that could really kind of knife into the lane and things along those lines. We didn't really have as much of that this year, Have a lot of size, have a lot of really good shooters, have a lot of really good talent overall. Just had to find our way to be able to play the way that this team needed to be able to play as opposed to maybe some of the ways we played more in the past. And we had a few bumps along the way. There's a few games, like most teams would say, they'd like to be able to have back as the year went on. But every time we've had any kind of a little bit of a setback, our guys have responded really, really well. Uh, Really happy with how we've been able to come together defensively. Really happy with how we've been able to come together on offense as well and really play together and share the ball. We have a number of really good options on offense. We have four guys that average in double figures. uh, And our one guy that doesn't, Jackson Kessler, uh, has really been a big player for us here over the past you know, dozen games or so. Has really shown a lot of growth and development and made us to a team that we really can have five guys who can score on the floor at all times.
2: Brian Spitschke is with us, head coach Pius the X, Hale City Radio. Uh, we are leading into Pius and in Bellevue West coverage as uh, Pius uh, back in PBA yet again for March. And, Coach, uh, you mentioned just the different look what, what is your development plan? Because your, your bigs, I look at the Strider boys, uh, they are so good at at finishing at the rim and, and being tall and, and lanky and, and what you want in the paint. But their game uh, speaks for itself when it comes to all three levels. They can score uh, about any way you want.
7: Yeah, really, all of our bigs can do that. Uh, both the Haas Riders and Brady Christensen, as well, uh, that start for us, uh, have really good size. Are able to handle the ball. Are able to get to the rim. Are able to post up. Are able to shoot from the outside. Uh, we have to bring a big off the bench as well, Tracy Anderson, who's maybe not quite as good an outside shooter, but he's developing. Now he's only a sophomore, but he's got a great future ahead of him. Uh, so those guys, and their versatility, has allowed for us to be able to do do some fun things on offense as well you add in there, you know, our guards, uh, you know, Jared Boyer, uh, outstanding shooter, guy that can go ahead and get to the rim for us and make plays for other guys too. And Jackson Kessler, as we talked about before, uh, a couple guys coming off the bench, Tommy Dwork and Jack Ryland, that have really provided some sparks for us in games as well. So we're really happy with our rotation and how we've been able to play.
2: Coach Spitzka is with us here on Hale Varsity. Coach, let's go to the district final. And uh, I've seen my share of pious games this year. I thought you guys typically are are locked in in that you know eight to nine range, but against Papio South you were at twelve out of ten. Specifically that first quarter, uh, how well you played defensively and what you got to do in transition. Uh, is it fair to say you guys are playing your best ball right now?
7: Definitely. Uh, this is this is the time of year you want to be able to do that. Uh, our coaching staff came up with an awesome game plan. Our guys really bought into it. And they really executed things very, very well. They were very focused and locked in, as you said. Uh, so we were able to jump out defensively and play really well and, and hold a really good Papio South team to just single digits in that first quarter. Uh, did some really good things on the offensive end and were able to kind of continue that throughout the game. And hopefully we can do that today against Bellevue West as well.
2: Take us through the first meeting with Bell West. I know it was uh, a back-and-forth game. It was a tight game. And then Bell West uh, had uh... – Uh, a pretty good fourth quarter. But uh, for those of us that didn't see it or uh, were, were unable to attend, you know, were you happy with the first meeting and not not obviously not counting the result? But what did you learn from it?
7: Well, it was very early in the season, as you said. I believe it was our fourth game, and we were still very much in early development of, our, of what kind of team we are going to be. But for about two and a half quarters, it was a very high-level game for that early stage of the season. And then Bell West kind of did what Bell West does a lot. They were able to get some pitch-aheads. They were able to get some runouts and be able to get some open threes and things along those lines. And once they do that, they're really, really tough. Uh, so we looked at that game a little bit uh, as we were preparing for this one to be able to see some of the things we did well and see some things that we didn't. And we were able to see... That team back then and the team that we have now, we saw quite a bit of growth, Um, and so we're we're hopeful that we can go ahead and have some more success against them here today uh, based upon what we learned from the past and how we've been able to grow and develop as the season's gone on.
2: How are the kids feeling going in? Um, you, You mentioned the experience factor. There's a couple of kids that have more of it than others. Do you worry about the moment tonight for some of your kids? They've been there, but from a different role perspective?
7: You know, I really don't. I think they're pretty ready. Uh, like you said, we do have a bunch of seniors. And so this is this is their time. Uh, this is the time that they've earned to be able to to go into a PBA to play in front of a big crowd to play against a really, really good team like Bell West. And they're very excited. And I'm really excited to see how they're going to be able to play.
2: Brian Spichka with us, sale Varsity Radio. Tip-off on the way, Bell West and, uh, of course, Bias. That'll be over on KFOR. Coach, couple of thoughts uh, when it comes to Keys. What do you want to do tonight?
7: Well, we have to be able to get stops. That's not an easy thing to be able to do against Bellevue West. Uh, they have great drivers, great attackers, uh, great shooters. They have a really great size now. The first time we played them, they didn't have the rope kid who's now playing for them. Uh, add him to Will Kyle and all of a sudden they get really really big we have some good bigs that can match against that but still they're going to be a really tough challenge for us uh, being able to handle the defensive pressure as well they're a very good defensive team uh, 1 through 5 all the way across and bring some really good depth off the bench uh, that will keep some intensity so taking care of the ball being able to get some stops and sharing the ball on the offensive end is, has always been keys against uh, for us in games uh, to lead to our success but it will be really important tonight against a really quality squad
2: like Bellevue West Coach, can't wait to see you guys. Thanks for the time. Thank you very much. Gotta love Coach Spitzka as uh, Pius heads back to their locker room. Chris Schmidt, the Hall of Fame coach, Jeff Smith. And big thanks to Connor Clark. He is going to take it from here here in just a moment as we will move on over to KFOR, get ready for tip-off with Pius and Bellevue West. And uh, big thanks to Coach Spitzka. Uh, for that. uh, Connor Clark, he'll have Parkview Christian tonight at 7.45. Reminder about buckling up. Game preparation and repetition predicts success and winning. Drivers and vehicle passengers who always use their seatbelt, they'll increase their survival chances if a crash should happen. Remember, always buckle up. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office as uh, Connor Clark will take us through uh, the rest of the way here. Coach Smith will get uh, ready over at KFOR here in a moment with pregame here, but, man, going to be a dynamite matchup here with Pius and Bell West, and uh, stops and turnovers always key.
5: Yeah, definitely. What's going to be key for Pius is taking care of the ball. Bell West ran them out of the gym. They scored 90, what 90-some on them, 95-68 in their first in their first meeting. So uh, that was that was early when Pius was still trying to find themselves after losing the Hoiberg brothers and guard play. Um, I think they're a little more seasoned now and and should be uh, ready to ready to face something like this. But Bellevue West is different than anybody you play in this state. The way they play, they switch and pressure and press and. Pius has to be ready for that today.
2: We'll have more pregame over on KFOR, a timeout, and we'll wind down a live road show here at PBA with Hale Varsity. Miss us?
0: Come here, brother. Give me a hug. We're in
1: for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio.
3: Second time here on LCC Radio on a Tuesday as we get set to bring you Hyas and Bellevue West over on KFOR. Chris Schmidt will join you there alongside Jeff Smith as well as they bring you Class A basketball action from Pinnacle Bank Arena in the opening round of the Class A state basketball tournament. Once again, basketball starting all week this week when it comes to state qualifying games. Uh, after that game, I'll have Parkview Christian against Hyannis. I'll be joined by Tim Bob Kitzmuller. That one starts at 7.45 on KFOR. So right after the conclusion of Chris and Jeff, it will be myself and Tim Bob Kitzmuller over on KFOR. Big thanks to Jeff Bryden doing a whole lot for us tonight in studio producing games left and right. It's a full team effort to really try and get this production off the ground, especially with the amount of games that are happening This week, it is all hands on deck, but it's a lot of great basketball. It's a great event that's being put on in the state of Nebraska year after year. We had a major upset in Class C1 earlier today. Number one, Wahoo, went down to number eight, Fort Calhoun, over at the Bob Devaney Center this morning. I believe that was an 11 a.m. tip. The Fort Calhoun Pioneers getting their first state tournament win in 99 years, their first appearance in 99 years, taking down number one-ranked Wahoo. Over in D2, I know St. Mary's won their opening round matchup. We'll have to catch up on the rest of that bracket as we get closer and closer to 745, the final game of the opening round of D2 hoops between Parkview, Christian, and Hyannis. But once again, Class A game between Pius the Tenth and Bellevue West. Obviously, Bellevue West losing a lot of pieces, but they still have jo- Josiah Dotzler. He's been phenomenal this year. And Pius is a team that has flown under a lot of people's radar Really, really good basketball program over there. Pius, obviously no more Hoiberg brothers, but they have a really good player in Christensen and a couple of sets of brothers that have been really dominant for Pius this year. So they're a team to look out for. Hopefully a good game over there for Chris Schmidt. And Jeff Smith on KFWR Nebraska in action tomorrow in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. They take on the Northwestern Wildcats for the third time this season, a rivalry that's been more so on the football field, but this time it's on the basketball court. Nebraska, 22.6% chance to win, according to ESPN.com. They are four-and-a-half-point underdog as we speak. The Northwestern Wildcats coming off of a win in their senior day. Nebraska, obviously winning three straight with a big-time win over number 10 Wisconsin on the road. And it is interesting hearing everybody in the country say, hey, if you're a head coach somewhere, I do not want to play Nebraska. And you wouldn't think that considering Nebraska was, oh, I don't know, 9-21, and 8-21, and 7-21. and Not too long ago, all of a sudden, they're 10-21 on a three-game losing streak, grabbing national headlines as we wind down Hale Varsity here on a Tuesday. Once again, you can join Chris Schmidt and Jeff Smith for Pius and Bellevue West over on KFOR. Tomorrow, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal will be back. In studio for Hale Varsity Radio as coverage of the state tournament continues. More spring football, more Husker basketball as the Big Ten tournament starts tomorrow. We appreciate you tuning in tonight. Once again, 4 to 6 p.m. tomorrow, Chris Schmidt and Elijah will are back in studio. This has been Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
1: A at Media Production.